I want to talk to you today out of 1 Samuel, story of Jonathan, an epic story of someone who stepped out. Look at your neighbor and say, step out. Sometimes in life, you have to step out. Sometimes in life, life brings opportunities and situations where you have to step out. I've entitled today, if you need a, a banner for your paper so you can understand where I'm going, I've entitled today, It's Gonna Take a Faith Leap. It's gonna take a faith leap. Come on, say it. Say, it's gonna take a faith leap. Oh, you're gonna have to say it better than that. Say, it's gonna take a faith leap. It's going to take a faith leap. It's going to take a faith leap. You're going to have to leap when you think you can't. It's going to take a faith leap. We're in our second week of Calm Before the Storm. And I'm excited to bring this word today. Let's read 1 Samuel 14, verse 1. It says, one day Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come on, let's go. It's going to take a faith leap. Over to where the Philistines have their outpost. But Jonathan did not tell his father what he was doing. Meanwhile, Saul and his 600 men were camped out on the outskirts of Gibeah, around the pomegranate tree and Migron. Among Saul's men was Ahijah the priest, who was wearing the ephod, the priestly vest. Ahijah was the son of Ichabod's brother, uh, Ahitub, uh, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, blah, blah, blah. No one realized that Jonathan had left the Israelite camp to reach the Philistine outpost. Jonathan had to go down between two rocky cliffs that were called Bozes and Sina. The cliff on the north was in front of Michmash, and the one on the south was in front of Geba. Let's go across to the outpost of those pagans, Jonathan said to his armor bearer. Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. Do what you think is best, the armor bearer replied. I am with you completely, whatever you decide. All right, then, Jonathan told him, we will cross over and let them see us. Great plan. If they say to us, Stay where you are or we'll kill you, then we'll stop and not go up to them. Probably smart. But if they say, come on up and fight, then we will go up. That will be the Lord's sign that he will help us defeat them. This is a weird plan. I am weirded out by this plan. I ask for signs of God. I'm like, God, write it on the wall. You know, as I'm riding down the street, show me a license plate. Maybe give me a bumper sticker, something. You know, show me, God. He's like, hey, listen, if they say kill us, they're going to kill us. Let's just go. You know, if they say they want to fight, come on. We're all in. You want to fight? There's a lot of them over there. You understand that, right? And, and, and he, he sets himself. It, this is. When the Philistines saw them coming, they shouted. Look, the Hebrews are calling out of their holes. Then the men from the outpost shouted to Jonathan, come on up here and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan says, come on, armor bearer. Climb right behind me. 
Jonathan said to his armor bearer, for the Lord will help us defeat them. I mean, just put yourself in their situation, people. This is weird. There's two of them on, a, on they're climbing up the cliff. There's a lot of men looking over the top. And they're like, hey, why don't you come on up here, you little punk? We're going to teach you a lesson. They're like, let's go. <laughs> this is great. The Lord will act on our behalf. Woo! You know, they got their, like, buzzer. This is weird. It doesn't make sense. Really put yourself in their situation. So they climbed up using both hands and feet, and the Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer killed those who came behind them. Can we just put ourselves in their situation back at the campsite? Jonathan and Saul. 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 <laughs> Good old Saul. Saul's sitting underneath a tree. He's sitting underneath a tree. He's got 600 men. He's got a lot of men. But he's just sitting underneath a tree. You have two positions here. You have Saul that has chosen this position, which I like to look at as more of the comfort position. This position of shade and, and relaxation and there's a, there's a lot of scariness on the other side of that cliff, but yet this just feels comfortable. So this is okay, right? I'm not this flexible. Oh. This is okay, right? This is, this is all right. We got the shade. We're feeling good. We're relaxed. You know, maybe some juice, some agua, maybe some grapes. I feel good. So I'm in this position, or you can choose the opposite position, completely opposite, and go into the Jonathan role, whereas Jonathan is over on this side saying, you know what? I'm really sick and tired of just sitting here. I feel like God has told me something, and if I sit on this any longer, I'm going to die. I can't do this anymore. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose that you, hey, armor bear, what's up? And are you okay today? We're going to go over and we're going to fight. What do you mean we're going to fight? We're going to fight. Me and you, we're, we're just going to do this, okay? We're going to go together. You can hold my hand if you're scared. And we're going to, we're going to go over to their camp, and we're going to dominate. We're just going to go in and, like, start slicing, Okay? Slice and dice is the rule today. I can just imagine the armor bearer's thought. Are you nuts? Is this for real? But you know what the armor bearer has done up to this point? He has gained so much trust in Jonathan that Jonathan is trusting God that he says, hey, whatever you're going to do, I'm in. I don't care. I'm in. I know that you are right there with God. And so I'm going to step behind you since I know you're right behind God. And I'm going to believe and trust that what you say is true. And we're going to go do this thing together. Ooh, you need some people in your life that are like that. You need some people in your life that have your back no matter what because they know who you are as a real person. You need some people in your life that when you're down and out, they're up and up. So they can say, hey, Come on, 
come out of that deep hole. Why don't you come up here on the mountaintop with me? Let's go together. I'm going to help you. I'm going to grab your hand. I'm going to lead you out of this thing. You need some people in your life that are willing to take you when you're not worth taking. If I was Jonathan's armor bearer, I might have just said, you know what? <laughs> Grapes and juice look pretty good to me. I'm going to go over here and switch armor bearing to this guy. No. Wherever you go, count me in. So let's just, let's just walk through the walk up, okay? He's like, yo, listen, let's just, if they say, you know, they're going to kill us, we'll just stop. Okay. So what are you going to do? You're just going to run? Because, <laughs> I mean, what's that going to do? Ah, that's not what I wanted to hear. Ah, get out of here, armor bearer. Fight for yourself. So now they're running away from, no, no. So he says, okay, but, 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 if they say, come, you know, come on up, let's do this. This is weird. I'm weirded out. This is weird. I love this so much because I put myself in this situation over and over again, and, and it scares me to death, but I want to be just like Jonathan. I want to be so much like Jonathan that no matter what God asks me to do, I'm willing to jump in both feet. And so they're at the bottom of it. They're, they're like walking up this thing, and, and the people come over. They're like, hey, you know, they tell them what they want to hear, and Jonathan's like, all right, let's go. Come on. Come with me. John Rivera says, okay, can you imagine their conversation up the cliff? Can you imagine this conversation? He's like, are you ready? I don't know. What are we doing? Well, the plan is, I don't know the plan. But when we get over there, I don't know that part either. But I do know that we are going to win, I think. You have to understand something. They didn't have this. You see, you read this, and you're like, oh, yeah, I would have done that too, because back in that time, Jesus was on the earth. Like, this is easy, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> now, you can't read the Bible and think that Bible times were easier than these times. You have, to think, you have to read the Bible and understand that people were willing to listen. You see, Jonathan had tuned his ear into who God was and what God wanted, and so no matter what God asked him to do, he was willing to do it. So they're on their way up the mountain. This is crazy. I know it's crazy. But I told you, whatever you want to do, I'm in. Okay. Let's go for this. They crest the mountaintop. The men are standing on top of the hill. They're right there. Left and right. You think that movies are cool? You should read your Bible, okay? This is cool, okay? Blood everywhere. This is rated mature, okay? You cannot read the Bible unless you have a parent or a guardian if you're under 14. Okay? I'm not even going anywhere else. I was going to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, dude. This book will change your life. Yeah, that was a good spot for a name. That was good. It's good. This book will change your life. 
And where Saul and Jonathan were, see, Saul was in total confusion because now he's back at camp and Jonathan's over fighting the battle. And, and Saul wakes up and he's like, hey, look, there's confusion and there's like a lot of commotion going on over there. I wonder what's happening. Well, I don't know. Maybe the 600 guys you have with you should be over there helping them. They're over there fighting a battle. Jonathan and his armor bearer, they wipe it out. They go hard. And then Saul comes over and joins them. And this is incredible. When you listen to God, you never know what could happen. Now, isn't listening to God sometimes scary? This moment of, man, I don't know. Was that God or was that just my car hiccuping? I, I don't know. Like, was that really you, Jesus, or, or, or am I just talking for myself? But Jonathan had a moment where he said, you know what? It's going to take a faith leap. It's going to be, ha, be me having a little bit of faith to step out, to do what I know I cannot do without his strength, to put myself in a position where if I do not have Jesus, I cannot rely on anything else because I will be taken down in my own strength. It's going to take a faith leap. It's going to take a moment in time where I have to step out of me and step into him. And those are the kind of moments that you set yourself up for having Jesus as your backbone rather than yourself. These are needed moments. These are what strengthen us to be what we cannot be. These are the moments where you think it's a teardown of who you are, but yet Jesus is just building you up. Oh, Jesus, these are really tough times. Hold on, because I'm just getting ready to strengthen you. I'm making your foundation stronger, more solid, so that I can build you taller, wider. You can house more wisdom, smarts, understanding, grace, forgiveness. I've got to tear you down a little bit to build you back up. Not that Jesus is in the tearing down business. But sometimes we go through life and life throws us some crazy things. And it's in those moments that we learn how to rebuild, re-put together, and let Jesus do what only he can do rather than us try to figure out what to do and fail. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, if you go on to the next chapter, it says, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than than sacrifice. You can sacrifice all you want, but it might not be right. You can be living the most tough life you've ever lived right now. Be like, man, God must be teaching me a lesson. No, no. It might just be an obey issue where God's asked you to do something and you are going around the obedience. And so life is tough here but I'm sacrificing, Lord, 
But all I asked was that you obey me. And so you're sacrificing for the wrong reason. There's no fruit in your sacrifice. Because all God wants in the end is obedience. That's all I want from my kids. I just want them to obey me. When I say, hey, Roman, don't hit the dog. (laughs) Then I don't want him to hit the dog. That's it. I just want him to stop doing what he's doing. Right? I just want obedience. I just want a little bit of understanding on my side. Hey, listen, this is what I've asked. I'm just asking that you follow through with that. You know, comfortable is not always right. When you're comfortable, it's not always right. I don't believe we serve a God that wants us to be comfortable. I don't believe we serve a God that wants us to be in our niche and, and, and everything's working smoothly. Yeah, everything should be working smoothly, but I don't think he wants us to be comfortable in the life we're living. I think he wants us to have some uncomfortable moments. Because anybody ever invited anybody to church or done anything like that where you're like, you know, you're stepping out and you're like sharing your faith with somebody? Anybody? Okay. Good. It's like pulling teeth in here today. It's all good. It's tough, right? (laughs) It's tough. It's not easy. That's the sense I say I think God wants us to be uncomfortable. Because if we're not uncomfortable and pushing ourselves, we've gotten ourselves into a comfortable position in Jesus, which means we're not striving for anything more, which means we're not hungry for anything else, which means we don't have to learn anything more. We can just be content with where we're at. I don't think Jesus wants a content church. I don't think Jesus wants a content people. I think he wants followers that are tenacious. (laughs) That want to go at this world like nobody else has ever gone. Jonathan knew that he had a call on his life. Knew that God had called him to do something spectacular. Knew that God had raised him up for a specific reason. You're sitting here today. God's done the same for you. He's put a specific call on your heart, on your life, and he's waiting for you to act on it. And so I say this to you. You are the answer, and you are the solution. You are the answer. And you are the solution. You're both. The thing that you've been struggling with the most, you have the answer, and you know the solution. In my life, 
I always go back to the fact that Jesus is my answer and Jesus is the solution. So it's pretty simple because I only really have one answer. I just did a test, okay, and it was awful, and I had to go back to school for it, and it was just incredibly awful, and I, I hated it. I'm, I'm old, and I shouldn't have to do tests anymore, but I did it. It was the worst experience of my life all over the board. I just, I hate studying. You know, I had to tell my kids, oh, daddy has to go study for a test. You know, it's just like weird. It should be London coming to daddy saying, you know, daddy, I need to study for a test. That's great, kid. Get an A, you know, and then I can just go back to my business. But I had to study for this test, and it was, it was awful. I, it was just like my mind, you know, just wrapping around. And you know what I, I had to do? I had to memorize a lot of answers. Right? That's what a test. It, it, is, this, is this thing not on? I don't know. Is this broke? I had to memorize a lot of answers, right? <laughs> there it is. Maybe I just needed to tap the mic. So in my memorizing of these questions and answers, I, 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 I memorized them, right? It like, they were in my brain. I knew things that I didn't know prior to this test. See ya. I knew things now in the, in the test that I didn't know prior to this test, okay? I, I learned things that I didn't know prior to this test. I, I gained some knowledge that I didn't know prior to this test. Am I making any sense here? Am I going somewhere here? Yes, I am going somewhere. Get ready to follow. Get on the train. Here I go. We have to learn things on a daily basis and keep our mind working forward because if God wants to take us to new places, we have to learn new things to get there. And if we never learn new things to get there, we'll never get to new places. And so if we never get to those new places, we're not going to see any more lives changed. Now, can I recite to you all my answers again? No. <laughs> but I knew them for one day, and that's all that counted. That's it. And that was the best advice my wife ever gave me. She said, babe, you just have to know him today. Everything can leave your mind after today. I said, babe, I love you more now than I ever have. You have knowledge. Look at your neighbor. Say, you have knowledge. But you do not have all the knowledge that you could have. Somebody needs to write that one down because that will preach to you the rest of the week. I'm an idiot, period. <laughs> right? I say it to myself every morning. That way, I don't fail myself during the day. <laughs> That's it. I just wake up in the morning. I look in the mirror. I'm like, you're an idiot. And then as I go throughout the day, I look. I'm like, wow, not so much an idiot. This is great. I'm not failing. This is awesome. You learned something more right there in that moment than you've ever learned in my entire sermon today. You're an idiot. This is good. This is a good solution. It's a good solution to our problems. Gil is also a good solution to our problems. I need a fish named Gil. You just caught on to what I was saying just now. It just happened. What about Bob? Best movie. Check it out. Some of you are still catching up. You're like, what? Was I asleep? We need to continue to learn so that we continue to grow, so that we can continue to push. It's the only way we're going to get places, people. It's the only way. It's the only way. And God wants to push us. And, you know, here's the craziest part. 
when you get into a routine of your life, you get into a routine of who you are, and you settle into who you are, God wants to take that person, the, person's that, the person that is secure with himself, secure with their situation, and push them further and further. Two positions. You have Jonathan's position, which is the trusting position, and you have Saul's position, which is the worry position. Trusting and worry. Trusting and worry. Trusting and and worry. What position are you in today? Are you trusting God with everything that you have and everything that you are? Are you in the worry position where you worry about everything and won't give control to God because you don't feel like He can handle it? Trusting position, worry position. It's going to take a faith leap to get where you want to be. It's going to take a faith leap to be where God wants you to be. But you have to trust to get there. Trusting position, worry position. You can stand with me, please, as I wrap this thing up. I heard an awesome statement from a friend of mine a couple weeks ago that is, it is absolutely changed the way that I live day to day. And it might seem like a really easy, not very extraordinary saying, statement. But for me, it it wrecked me. He said, posture yourself for where you want to be, not for where you are. Posture yourself for where you want to be, not for where you are. And it took me a while. I I, I heard him say it, and and I I just kind of like going through my mind. I'm like, man, what does that even mean for me? What does that what does that what does that do to me? Posture yourself for where you want to be, not for where you are. Okay. Well, God, for me, I want to see souls come to Jesus. Lord, I don't want to rely on anybody else. I just want to know that I'm going to do it. I want to know that I'm going to open my mouth. I want to know that I'm going to push. I'm going to shout your name from on high. So, so Zay, posture yourself in a position where I can be glorified through you doing what I've called you to do. Okay. Seems that seems easy enough. I want I want to see I want to see my kids succeed. And not only do I want to see them succeed, but I want to see them take over the world for Jesus. Okay, Zay. Posture yourself in a position to lead your kids in the way that I'm leading you.
And therefore, they will be able to mimic you and soon enough have their own relationship with me. Okay, God, that seems pretty simple. I get that. Well, God, I want to be the best husband that I can be. I want to lead this home. I want to lead this family. I want to lead my wife. Okay, Zay. Posture yourself as close as you can to me to be more like me because as you become more like me, you will lead in the way that you need to lead. And your family and your wife and your home will follow you. <laughs> okay, God, thanks. This has been easier than I thought. Yeah, it's a lot easier than we think because we make God so complicated and he's not a complicated God. He's actually a really simple God that does a lot of powerful things. He is. He is. He didn't complicate this thing ever. We've complicated it. That's why anybody that asks me ever and they say, oh, that's a religion thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Religion has is, is been taken out of context. Now religion is regulations and rules and, and all these weird things that go along with one word. No, forget religion. Let's just go with a relationship with God. That's it. At the end of the day, isn't that all we care about? At the end of the day, it's not about these chairs. It's not about this roof. It's not about this building. It's not even about this little movement. It's about him. It's about him. We could have two people show up today, and it could be more powerful than having all of you in this room because it's not about us. It's about him. God wants to do some things, but we have to put ourselves in the trusting position and posture ourselves for where he wants us to be, not for where we're at. It's going to take a faith leap. It's going to take a faith leap. Last thing, closing in two minutes. Jonathan said, let's go. Perhaps God will act on our behalf. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Perhaps God's going to act on our behalf. You see, if you'll just come with me, I'm following Jesus. If you'll just come with me, we're going to take this camp over like you've never seen. We're going to do things that you've never seen possible. You didn't think this was going to be even doable today, but I can promise you something that Jesus has told me these things, so they will happen. Let's go. Look at your neighbor and say, let's go. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, let's go. Let's go. Turn around. You got to tell the person behind you. Say, let's go. Why don't you go ahead and if you have an empty seat next to you, look at the empty seat. Go ahead. Look at it. There should be a few in this place. Look at the empty seat. And I want you to declare something over that empty seat right now. Say, you will be filled. Ha! <laughs> ha! 
Every empty seat is a soul that is lost. Every empty seat represents a body that is not here, which means they are not experiencing the Heavenly Father, and we are going to fill these seats. We're going to fill these seats. A church that says it's not about numbers, I say you're off and you're wrong because every number that is not here is following something out there that is not right. And so I want to pack this place out. I don't care if we get mocked for having numbers. I want numbers. We need numbers. We need the lost to be found. We need the, the worried to be, to be known. Come on, man. Jesus has a, a, a reason for this thing. Jesus has a reason for us to lead. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Perhaps God will act on our behalf. Let's go. Come on, moms, where you're sending your kids to school. Let's go. Perhaps God's going to act on our behalf. Kids, you stand up today. Anybody mocks you for Jesus, you just stand proud. Come on, let's go. Let's get a little backbone in us. Let's get a little tenacious today and say it's going to be worth it in the end. It's going to be worth the climb. It's going to be worth the mocking at the top of the cliff. It's going to be worth it. Let's go. It's going to take a faith leap. It's going to take something stepping out and being who Jesus has called us to be. Come on, lift your hands all around this place. Let's declare today. Declare, say, Jesus, you are Lord. You will take us where we need to be. But God, we got to be willing to go. And today, God, we declare we're going to take a faith leap. We're going to take a faith leap for you, Jesus. Lord, no matter what that looks like, God, whether it's jumping out of an addiction, Lord, we're going to take a faith leap and, and, and trust you. God, whether it be in our marriage, God, we're going to take a faith leap and love that person back to loving us. God, we're going to take a faith leap today. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you would do what only you can do. Be who only you can be. We love you, Jesus. God, we're so thankful. We're so thankful today, Jesus. Anybody like to win? You like to win? Any winners? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a winning guy. Hold on, Sam. You're getting too excited. Hold on. Hold on. They can't, they can't hear me, Sam. He's a good drummer, isn't he? He's a great drummer. I know. I love you to death. But be quiet. Winning? It's like one of my favorite things, competitions all day. Like if it's a racing competition, if it's a jumping competition, whatever, I just love competition. I'm a big competition guy. Had competitions all growing up with my brother. My sister wasn't allowed in them. I love competitions, I love winning. Winning is just, it's so good. It tastes good, it feels good, it just is good. You can, you lost, ha! <laughs> feels good. Can we do something? Can we get that posture? in our walk with God? Can we get that posture in our stance against the devil and say, you know what, we're gonna posture ourselves in the winning position so that the devil cannot win in this situation. As we posture ourselves, as we posture ourselves, man, these girl jeans are getting stretched. Just kidding, they're not girl jeans. As we posture ourselves, you see, when you step into, into the running position, okay, these guys get on, on their mark, they're, they're in their 
ready position. They've postured themselves to win already. In their mind, they're saying, the finish line is mine. I will dominate this thing. You, 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 you're all losers. I'm taking this thing. I'm going to win this thing. You shouldn't have even come today because how I'm going to finish this race is you checking out my backside. It's worth getting excited for. It's all good. Posture yourself to win, and you shall win. Declare for mountains to be moved, and they shall move. You want to see some lost be saved? You might just have to open your mouth. You want to see your kids come to Jesus? You might just have to pray. You want to see your finances get in order? You might just have to do a little bit of work to get them there. It was your stupidity that got it into it. You might have to get out of it. It's okay. But God wants you to be who he's called you to be. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Perhaps God will act on our behalf. Jesus, I pray that you would bless these as they go. Lord, give them a phenomenal week. Lord, be everything to us this week. God, as we go, as we stand, as we call on your name, Lord, in your wonderful name. And everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen. You can hang around and worship or you can go have a great week.